Welcome to our podcast. Today we're going to talk about the T of the cost of discipleship. We've already looked at the COS, and the C is how to connect with God, and that is how to read God's Word, memorize God's Word, but also in prayer to not only be able to make your request known to God, but how to be still and hear from Him in your own personal life in the way that He wants to commune with you. That's the C. That's the connect with God. The O is how to obey Jesus and to obey the, the words of Jesus, and of course, for the church, the two commands that Jesus has for us that are important to us in our life as a believer, follower of Christ, is Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20, which is often called the Great Commission. It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always to the end of the age. And then in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, before Jesus ascended into heaven, Jesus again told his disciples, said, go back to the upper room and wait until the Holy Spirit has come upon you. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will receive power and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So those are the words that we really want to obey Jesus. We want to get alone with him and make sure that we submit ourselves to him as Lord and give ourselves to following him through the power of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses for him wherever we can to make disciples. Jesus has not asked us to go build a church for him. He's asked us only to make disciples. And if we're faithful in obeying his words, then he will build his church. And how do we make disciples? That's the S. That's where we share Jesus. And we've talked about uh, there's many different approaches to sharing Jesus. Uh, The main thing you've got to think about is as you're sharing Jesus is to make it personal. Don't talk as much theology, but talk about what God has done in your life, making sure that it does line up with the theology of the Bible. And talk about what the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ means to you. We have a video showing how to use the three circles. You can use the Roman road. You can use the one verse evangelism. You can go into things like share Jesus without fear. There's many different ways of sharing uh, Jesus Christ and the gospel. Just train yourself in as many ways you can to share so that when God gives you the opportunity, the Holy Spirit can use his words through you to share what your faith in Christ is all about. And that brings us to the T. And that T stands for train others. Uh, Once you've shared Jesus Christ, when people make that positive response where they want to commit to uh, following Jesus as Lord, Uh, then you have the responsibility of this newborn babe in Christ to take and to train that person uh, of how to be what God wants him to be. And that's called disciple making. Now, disciple making in our churches these days have uh, many different connotations come to mind. A lot of it think about going to classrooms in a church and watching videos and maybe even having a workbook where we fill in the uh, blanks and follow along and those can be anywhere from four to 13 weeks and when we get through watching those videos and filling the workbooks we often close our books and look at the leader and say that was really inspiring what's next well If we're going to be disciples and we're going to make disciples of other people, we've got to uh, be like Christ in our disciple making. And it's not just cerebral. It's not just going through intellectual exercises and core studies. There has to be something where we get out and practice. 
And what we see Jesus doing with his disciples was he would lead them to understand things and then he would send them out and let them practice what they had learned. And as they came back, he would ask them, how did it go? And so when we see what Jesus did with disciples, there are a couple of things that I believe are really missing in discipleship today. And first of all, discipleship has to be reproducible. When we're trying to train somebody, we have to give them something that they can in turn go share with somebody else. And unless you have the money to share, you know, the 13 weeks of videos and workbooks, a lot of times you can't reproduce that in another person's life uh, very quickly. And they feel like they're not equipped and they don't have those things so they can't make other disciples. We need to do something where we train people and give them a tool that they can go out and begin to use. So we, we, we've got to give them something that's reproducible. And then just like Jesus did, as he gave them something, gave them explicit commands, go and do this. Then when they came back, another ingredient that's missing is accountability. A lot of times today, we don't want to get into people's space. We don't want to push them. If we push them too hard, we're afraid they might leave the church. Uh, and we got to quit worrying about pushing and, and what's going to happen, we got to concentrate on making disciples. And if we're going to make disciples, we've got to give them things that are reproducible. And then when we give them the time to go out, when they come back, we have to hold them accountable. We just got to ask them, how did it go? And, and to encourage them if it you know went down or if they ran into difficulties to help them think through what could have happened if they'd have done this. And, and that accountability is not just to hold their feet to the fire, but it's helped them to grow through the experience of following Christ and being obedient. So, you know, something that's reproducible and something that is accountable is very, very important in training others. Uh, that's where the three circles comes in very handy. It's a, it's a little diagram that you can, you know, share usually in two minutes. And if you can share it in two minutes, then somebody who's listening to you can usually pick that up in about 10 or 15 minutes of just studying it. And then they're equipped to go out and try that. And so what we do is we share the three circles with somebody. If they're already a believer and they say, yeah, I'm, I feel like I've committed my life to Christ. I feel like I'm trying to follow him. Then we say, OK, now that you know the three circles, can you share this a couple of times in the next few days with somebody you know? It might even be uh, your spouse. It might even be your children. It might be your parents. It might be somebody you know. But we also challenge, hey, can I share this with somebody just as in passing that you may not know? Get them thinking about the different places that they might be able to share it. And then as a disciple that's trying to make more disciples, then be sure and follow up with them and ask them how it went. That's where the accountability comes in. And all this is really centered from one important passage of Scripture, and it comes to us from the Apostle Paul, and it's in the last letter that he wrote before his life was taken from him about being a disciple of Christ, and it's to Timothy. So it's the second letter to Timothy in our New Testament. And in chapter 2, he tells young Timothy, he says, the things you have learned from me, I want you to commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So you see four generations of level that discipleship have gone goes through right there. You have Paul, who discipled Timothy. There's one generation from Paul to Timothy. And then Timothy saying, I want you to give this to faithful men. So there's another generation 
uh, you have Paul, you have Timothy, to faithful men. And why are you trying to train faithful men? So they'll be able to teach others also. So there's four generations of discipleship that's going out there. And Paul has obviously given Timothy something that's reproducible. And so now he's telling him, okay, now that my life is about to be laid out, I'm about to be poured out as an offering before the Lord. I want you to be able to take this now, the things you've learned from me, I want you to reproduce them in other people's lives so that they can multiply that out. So that's the multiplication process of making things reproducible, but then holding people accountable. Now, one of the ways that we try to do that in our team church here in Oklahoma City with the No Place Left OKC, where we're trying to get everybody in the greater Oklahoma City metroplex, 1.3 million people, to hear the gospel. We're not trying to invite people to church. We're trying to get people equipped to share the gospel with people. And one of the ways we do that as we're trying to make disciples of people who are following Christ is we maul them. And that's M-A-W-L. And the MAL is an acronym. We use a lot of acronyms uh, with our No Place Left OKC. Uh, but the MAL is, first of all, you take somebody along with you and disciple that if you're wanting to make a disciple and you model it for them. You take them out and say, hey, let's, let's go share the three circles with somebody. And you just sit and watch me share the three circles with somebody. And so that's the M, model. And then you look at, and the A is assist. So you take them out with you and say, okay, now when we go out this time, I'm going to let you ask if there's a prayer need that somebody has and let you start and initiate the conversation with somebody. And then when you get that point, then I'll step in and, you know, complete the process. So they assist you in what you are already doing as a disciple. And then the W stands for you watch them. Once you've modeled it and once you've assisted, you say, now we're going out. I'm going to let you take it from beginning to end, and I'm going to be there praying for you, and I'll jump in if anything happens where the Holy Spirit leads me. And so, you, you know, you're watching them, and you're slowly releasing them so that they become more of the uh, discipler instead of a person that's being discipled. And then when you've watched them, that's where the L comes in. That's where you launch them. You say, now you got it. Go out. And just like Paul said to Timothy, the things you've learned from me, I want you to commit to other, to faithful men who'll be able to teach others also. Now that you get to that point where you have modeled it, you've helped let them assist you in doing it, you've watched them and you've seen them do it, now you just go, okay, go. And as the Spirit leads you, just share Christ. And you never know how God is going to lead you. One of the stories that I'm uh, reviewing almost daily in my study is from the book of Acts in chapter 8 where um, Philip has had this wonderful ministry in the city of Samaria and the Samaritans were coming in. Matter of fact, the the apostles heard that the people in Samaria had, had received the word of God and so they sent uh, Peter and John down to Samaria to find out what was happening because they'd heard that the word of the Lord had been received there but none of the people had received the Holy Spirit. At that time, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so John and Peter go down there, and they find out what Philip has been doing. And so they begin to work, and they pray over the people, and they're laying hands on people, and now they're full of the Holy Spirit. And so now all these disciples in Samaria are ready, just like in Jerusalem, to branch out now and start sharing the gospel. And when that story is coming down to an end, the Holy Spirit tells Philip, I want you to go on the road 
is I want you to go down to the, uh, the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. And the Bible's very clear in, in the ESV. It says, this is a desert place. It doesn't seem like it might be the place that the Holy Spirit would be leading us to, to disciple somebody. But this is how God and the Holy Spirit was leading Philip in this instance. He said, I want you to go down there into this desert place. And so Philip goes, and as he's on the road there, he sees this chariot that's going. And inside this chariot is this Ethiopian eunuch. And this Ethiopian eunuch is sitting in his chariot because he was leaving Jerusalem, and he was going back to Ethiopia. And he'd been to Jerusalem because he'd been worshiping. And the Spirit nudged Philip and said, I want you to go over to that chariot and and go up to it. And when he did, he heard that this Ethiopian eunuch was reading from the prophet Isaiah. And this uh, Ethiopian, as, as Philip uh, approached him, he said, do you understand what you're reading? And the Enoch said, how can I unless somebody explain it to me? And at that point, the Holy Spirit began to use Philip, and he began right there where the eunuch was reading in Isaiah. And Philip began to explain to him the gospel of Jesus Christ from Isaiah on. And then at the end of that chapter, it's like, what prohibits me from being baptized, says the Ethiopian eunuch. And said, Philip, nothing if you're ready to commit to following Christ. And he said, well, there's water. Can I be baptized? And Philip immediately takes the Ethiopian eunuch down into the water and baptizes him. And he gave him enough of the scriptures that I'm almost certain, we don't have it in scripture, but I'm almost certain as this Ethiopian eunuch went back to his home country, went back to serving Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, he was telling everybody about the experience that he had had with God through the power of the Holy Spirit through this man named Philip. And again, we see the generations of discipleship that are happening. And so when we look at the cost of discipleship, that T is about training others. Now, we talked about early with the three circles uh, in saying that, you know, if you consider yourself a follower of Jesus Christ and you're not fishing for men, you may not be the follower of Christ that you think you are. And if, again, as we want to be um, as Christ-like as we can in our life, then we should be ready to make disciples wherever we get the opportunity. Whether we're in church with friends that have followed and known Christ for years and we challenge each other uh, to reproduce things that, and go out and share those and hold them accountable, or whether we're at, in a desert place and, and we're thinking, God, why have you brought me here? And we take those opportunities to share with others and to encourage and to challenge them. This is what being obedient to Christ is about, is to share the love, the joy, and the peace of Jesus Christ about his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And not only his resurrection, but his ascension into heaven. And the angels told those disciples that were on the hilltop when they saw Jesus ascend into the heavens and disappear in the clouds, they said, the same Jesus that was taken up from you is going to return one day in the same manner. And those disciples have been looking up from that day, waiting for Jesus to come back. And here we are now in the 21st century since Jesus walked this earth. And, and Dr. Stewart, who I've talked about the last time I saw him on the face of the earth, he just raised his index finger to the sky and he said, keep looking up because our Lord is coming soon. 
And I believe that Dr. Stewart knew in his spirit that our Lord is coming back soon. And if he's coming back soon, we've got to be diligent. We've got to be challenged to make disciples, to do everything we can in our power to be obedient to the words of Christ, to count the cost of being a disciple and do what God has called us to do to bring glory to his name and to his name alone. And I hope that this series has given you a little bit deeper insight of how you should be a disciple that does, doesn't attend church, doesn't just go to discipleship courses, doesn't just read the Bible, but literally has a quiet time with the Lord and allows the joy of the Lord to overflow in our life that we want to talk about that and share that wherever we go. And again, if you've enjoyed this podcast, if it's brought any kind of challenge in your life, please let us know about it. And if you have further questions and want to contact us, please do. We'd love to hear from you and we will respond to you if you contact us.